0: am so excited to have on the show today, Kevin Neal. We're going to do a deep dive into his story. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Excited uh, for what we're going to discuss today.
0: Yeah. So would you take us back to the very beginning before any diagnosis? What was going on in your life at that time?
1: Uh, Well, actually, I did not have any symptoms whatsoever. Um, I was feeling pretty healthy. I I thought everything was going uh, fairly well. And I had been going to my uh, doctor at the uh, VA and um, going getting my regular checkups and so forth. And um, he saw something in one of my uh, profiles that concerned him.
0: In your blood work? And uh, yes.
1: Yes. And um, from that, he started to have me to go to the main hospital to have different tests run and um, x-rays and those kinds of things.
0: Did he share with and, you um, what his concerns were?
1: No. No, he did not. No, he didn't.
0: How did you feel um, at that time?
1: Well, well, because I wasn't having any symptoms and because I felt pretty healthy, I, it really didn't bother me. I just said, well, okay, you know, he sees something that uh, doesn't look quite right because he didn't he didn't really say anything that that alarmed me. Got it. So I just kind of went along with it.
0: OK. And so you go and do these additional tests. And then what happened?
1: And, and this is like over several months because, you know, they schedule the different tests at different times. And of course, um, I didn't share any of this with my family um my my wife and children knew nothing about.
0: whoa it. whoa whoa wait um, whoa whoa okay
1: <laughs>
0: the woman in me is gonna come down hard on you now <laughs> i understand wanting to protect the children i think that's a pretty normal response mm-hmm. even if your kids are grown at that point right i get that yes why mm-hmm. in the heck uh, all right apple i'm using heck not h-e double l <laughs> but why would you not tell your wife
1: I didn't want to alarm her unnecessarily, um, because I, like I said earlier, I had not felt any kinds of uh, uh, ill effects, and uh, I was feeling pretty healthy. I was going to the gym. I was, you know, working out. I was doing all this good stuff, and and uh, I just, I didn't think there was going to be anything. To
0: so wait, it. did you not even tell her about these additional doctor's appointments?
1: Uh, yes. Well, she knew about the additional doctor's appointment, but she didn't know why. She just thought they were just routine type. Got it.
0: You know, okay. situations. Oh, wow. Whew. Okay. And so you go through this over a series of months and then what happens?
1: And then um, it was, I think, in November of uh, 2017, um, I went to the hospital And I was seeing uh, the doctor and actually I I was seeing the uh, nurse practitioner and she called in the doctor and, um, they told me that I had what was called smoldering multiple myeloma. They said, this is, um, it's in a smoldering state. So it's not really uh, aggressive or anything like that. And, um, what they told me, they said that actually, if it does not progress, um and become more active within the next two years, chances are you won't have to have any kind of treatments at all. Okay. So I'm 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 good with that. Um and um
0: did you tell your wife I think that part? At
1: that point. Yes. <laughs> at that point I told them all. Yeah.
0: Okay. And yeah. so what did they recommend as next steps?
1: Um well they had me to continue to come um uh monthly to uh, have my blood work checked and, and so forth. And at that point, um, this was, I guess, around the beginning of 2018 or so forth. Um, I, I kind of, um, thought, you know, Hey, okay. They say if nothing progresses within two years, I'm good. Okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm still feeling good. I'm, I'm, I have no problems. Um, by the time, uh, 2018, middle of 2018. Um, I say, well, it's still looking okay. Um, and all of a sudden, um, I get a message from my job and my job tells me, okay, you, you, um, um, we're discontinuing your position.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Wow.
1: Yeah. In the middle of all of this, and, um, okay, they said, well, you, you have uh, 60 days. It, it was like 60 or 90 days to find another position within the company. Um, otherwise, you know, basically you're out on the street. And Wait, so, so the I'm onus was around. on
0: you to find something else within the company? Yes. They yes. didn't offer you yes. anything?
1: No, no.
0: What were you doing no. at the time?
1: Uh an engineer with uh, AT and T. Okay, okay. And so um, there's nothing available. There's, there's no. I mean, there there are positions, um, but nothing uh, was open for me. I'm looking everywhere, and um, time is running out. So we get to a place where um, I've, got, I've got to make a decision. I say, okay, I've got to broaden my 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 uh, my search. Yeah, right. Okay, so I started looking outside of Atlanta. Uh, but I, but I've got to say this one one wonderful thing uh with this whole situation. Um the time for my last day was October of 2018. Okay. And that happened to be my 20-year anniversary with AT&T. And after 20 years, if you have 20 years uh plus you know the 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 uh, 75 rule, 75, 55 plus 20. Um, you get to retire. Um, okay. I don't know that whole rule.
0: I don't know that whole rule you're okay. talking about here. So <laughs> don't assume we all know. Okay. What is this magic rule? Okay,
1: If if you have 20 years with the company mm-hmm. and you're at least 55, uh, that gives you 75. So, or if you have, um, say, um, 25 years, and you're 50 that gives you 75
0: okay so so what is 75 what is this magic number of 75
1: that that allows you to retire
0: uh uh, with with,
1: uh, all all your benefits
0: oh so is that what you decided to do
1: yes yes i was looking toward retirement and also still looking for a job because i'm still you know a young man and I, i need to take care of my family right um Job came open in South Carolina uh, with another company, another telecommunications company. And um, they offered me everything that I wanted. I told them, you know, what I wanted. Um, and I told them that I would need them to move me from Atlanta to South Carolina. They agreed to it all. And uh, everything worked out.
0: That's awesome. Uh, so I moved.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I moved to, to uh, South Carolina in uh, January 2019. Okay. Okay. Now everything begins to kind of crumble.
0: That's what I was going to ask my, because now you're changing yeah. your healthcare. You're changing your providers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happened? Yes.
1: Well, I moved to South Carolina in 2019, January. Uh, my father passed away in March. That's so funny. a couple of months after I move away, my father passes away. Um, and, and that kind of really, you know, shook me quite a bit. Sure. Um, And then in November of that same year, um, of course, I've been going to my doctor um, monthly and um, my doctor tells me uh, here in South Carolina, he says, your numbers have gone up. Um, Now we're going to have to start treatment. Okay. Okay. This is, this is, and this is only when I tell my children and the rest of my family what's going on.
0: Well, oh, Um, Kevin, if I was one of your kids, I'd be so mad at you. I mean, I'm way too close to your age for that to be even biologically possible, but I would be so (laughs) mad at you. So wait, you had been monitoring this for over a year going on. Yeah. Yeah. Over a year. And you and your wife kept it secret.
1: Yes. Yes. Wow. And um, because first of all, my my um my children i didn't want them to worry unnecessarily
0: were they out of and, the house um, at this point
1: yes all of my children were uh, okay. adults um but i i didn't want them to worry okay and also um my my mother um had been taking care of my father and he had just passed and i didn't want her i didn't want that burden to be on her
0: okay
1: um and so i i didn't tell anybody else uh, my my siblings none of them knew um and it was not until um they told me that i was going to have start treatments that i told everybody cuz I, I i figured uh, if i started my my health started to, to decline they would need to know
0: okay they would
1: need to know so i told everybody and uh, you know of course it it was kind of a shock to everybody cuz as i said earlier i was feeling fine there was there was no uh, ill effects and and uh, things were going on well okay um So,
0: so now you're about to start treatment.
1: Yes. What does that even look like?
0: Because multiple myeloma is a blood cancer.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, they, they started with the chemo.
0: Okay.
1: Started with, the um, and, um, the first, I think it was the first month something happened. I don't know if it was, I had an adverse reaction to everything, but, um, I, I could hardly get around, um when my doctor's appointment came and um, I had to get a blood transfusion. Um, I don't know what happened, but I was just totally out of it. And they had to give me a blood transfusion. Um, after that, um, they started with a uh, new medication and um, started going through that. They tell me I have to have a bone marrow transplant. Oh boy. Um, wow. So I have to go through that. Um, didn't really know what to expect. Um, never known of anyone to have a, a bone marrow transplant, um, but they said there were several kinds that they could do. You could, you know, use your own um, uh, blood stems and so forth, right? And um, or you could get some from someone else. They said, but the the type that's most most used and and most easily um, to get over is your own. Absolutely. So. Um, that's what we did. Um, Can you walk us through, we through what through that actually rock.
0: looks like? Because I say this because, in my mind, yeah. for years, my experience is more in solid tumor. And so, in my mind, for years, when I heard bone marrow transplant, I thought it was this big production, and it is on your body, but the actual logistics yeah. of it are pretty. They're very different from what I ever pictured as a kid. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, blame, yeah. I blame them. Same thing here. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. So tell me Same what you here. thought it was going to be like and then what actually happened.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that they were going to stick these big needles in my in my uh, skeletal <laughs> system and, and, and suck something out. Right? I, I didn't know right? what to expect. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean. Yeah.
1: But that, but that is,
0: <laughs> so what actually that is happened? not what happened.
1: Um, uh, what they did. And I wish I could show you. I, I took a picture of myself. Um, they had to put this uh, syringe in my neck uh, with two sides. It had uh, two um, tubes coming out of it. Pretty large. Wow. Going into my neck. And uh, I had to go home with that and come wait, back wait. the next day. A- and
0: leave it? Leave it in? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. For yes. people listening, go to YouTube and watch this. Cause he's demonstrating yeah. where it was and how big it was. And Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. Was that yeah. just so strange?
1: It was, it was, I, like I said, I had no idea what, what was going to happen. Um, but they put these, this, this needle, this syringe in my neck, uh, taped it off. And uh, I had to go home with it. Came back the next day. Um, and, um, sat in the chair for, oh, I guess maybe three or four hours um, where they, I was hooked up to a machine that, I guess, basically sucked out the blood,
0: yeah,
1: um, separated it uh, from the, the stem cells and put it back into my body. <laughs> um, it, 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 it was really amazing. And um, so they and were then, harvesting um,
0: your stem cells.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, after that, um, I had to come back and they um, gave me high doses of chemo.
0: And can you uh, tell people why they complete, do that?
1: To to kill all of the uh, cancer cells that are remaining in the stem cells in your body. So um, what they're trying to do is uh, harvest some cells that they can save right. and put back into your body, which are good cells. right. And, um, so those cells were, um, uh, harvested and actually they say, sometimes they have to do this process several times before they get enough. Right. Did, did uh, they fortunately get enough? for me, they got enough the first time. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So I only had to go through it once. Wow. And, um, so, um, they, um, sent me home, uh, that first, uh, high dose was, was, pretty tough, pretty tough. Um, I was a well, well aware that I would probably lose my hair and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I did. Um, but th- that, that, wasn't a, a major thing. Um, I was very weak and my family was very, very gracious. They, they took care of me. They really helped me through, uh, through it all. Uh, went back, uh, I think it was maybe a month later for them to uh, put back in uh some of the good sales. Yeah. And um that that went by pretty much without a hitch.
0: How long was that um, procedure?
1: Uh that wasn't quite as long.
0: Okay. That wasn't
1: quite as long. So um after that uh continued to, to go through chemo uh once a week. Well it started once a week then it started twice a week and um um continued to uh take my meds and all of that. Um by 2000 well remember 2020 and that's when I started. Is when COVID hit. And Wait, it you was start, a big you, situation. you
0: started the process in 2020?
1: Yes. For the bone marrow yes.
0: transplant.
1: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um that was a, a time where They weren't allowing anyone else into the hospital, but the patient and that kind of thing. So that was kind of tough, but we went through it and everything, uh, as I said, went by without a hitch. Um, by 2021 in June, I believe it was, uh, they told me that everything was looking good and, um, I was in remission. Wow. Um, and, um, I was very thankful of that. Um, continue to, uh, go back every two weeks and then they extended that to once a month. And now I'm back to every two weeks again, because, um, there's been a change in my medication. Um, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. And, and I've, I've got to say that after all of the horror stories that I've heard, um, I have been blessed not to have a horror story. Uh, about my cancer treatment, I, I um, went through without really serious side effects. Of course, I've, I've, I've got some uh, small side effects, but but the constantly uh, uh, being nauseated and, and all of that, um, I didn't. I never had that. Um, you know, the intestinal problems. Yeah, but well, um, let me ask you about that,
0: okay? Because mm-hmm. I hate. I don't. I'm not going to let you. Uh, compare yourself to other people, you know, I'm not gonna let you do, I'm not gonna let you do it. Um, because there is no two exact same journeys, right? There, there just isn't even Mm -hmm. with the same cancer, right? right? Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everybody does things differently, makes different choices. And then of course our bodies are are truly unique. Um, Mm -hmm. but I do want to ask you, what was your worst moment in all of it?
1: Physically or mentally? Um, I guess my worst moment uh, was them telling me that I was going to have to go through uh, all the treatments. And after going through almost two years with them, you know, not saying anything and everything was looking good. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just almost flipped on a dime. I, I couldn't understand why after all this time, two years has, have gone by and everything was looking fine. And all of a sudden, now um, I've, I've got to have treatment. That 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 really, um, that really took me for a for a ride.
0: Do you think that? And I'm not saying it caused cancer, but do you think that stress played a role? And because you were watching, watching, uh, and then the big change was new job, new new home, you know, new state. <laughs> Do you, do you think all that change in a very short amount of time played a role?
1: It could very well. It could very well have played a role uh, because that was a lot of changes going on at that time.
0: Those are major changes. Um, I
1: mean, yes, yes, yeah. And um, I mean, we were we we moved to a, a place we have never been before. <laughs> we have no family, no friends, no <laughs> anything, um, and um, you know that that was a major change. Okay. You know, not to mention, you know, my father passing away just a few months earlier. And and it, it, yeah, it was a a lot. lot.
0: It's a lot. It's a lot. What about your best moment?
1: My best moment, um, I guess I would say maybe um, when I really just accepted it and said, okay, this is the way it's going to be. Um, Because I've got to admit uh, initially, I was I was upset. I was mad with God um, um, because I, I, I I've I've been a Christian most of my life, and I've tried to follow uh, the Golden Rule and and uh, do what God um, calls us to do. And I, I I looked at it and I said, after all of this. And, and I'm not trying to compare, you know, what I do and what I don't do, uh, with, with what happens to me, but, you know, you just sometimes think that, you know, if you do the right things, um, life will be gracious to you. Right. Um, that's
0: not always the case. And,
1: uh, yeah, that, that, that just didn't happen. And, and I was upset. I was, I was really mad. Um,
0: I think anger is good really... though, right? I think anger is a good mm-hmm. emotion. Because if you're angry, you're not in denial. If mm, you're angry, right. you are accepting of whatever is causing that anger. Right. And so I think it can be a right. very healthy emotions sometimes.
1: Right. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, I, I I accepted it. And I said, wow, okay, listen, this has, uh, this has lit a fire under me now. I don't know how long I have. I don't know what. Uh, Is going to happen in the future. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but there's some things that I have in me to do that I have not done, and I'm going to get busy doing those things. And did you? Yes, yes. Yes. I have. Well, yes, (laughs) I have started. um, Well, um, I am a uh, certified John Maxwell coach and and speaker and trainer. Nice. And I decided to start my own business um as a, a coaching business. And uh I'm right now in the place where I'm pivoting from my nine to five to start you know, full time as my own boss.
0: That's great. That's so cool. What's one thing you wish you had known at the very beginning, Kevin? And let's go back to when they told you what they saw, but they said you were fine. Like that when you got that news, multiple myeloma.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I I think they were trying to, as I said earlier, not alarm me. Sure. But if I if I had known uh, the possibilities earlier, I, I think that would have made things a lot smoother. It would have made the transition from from one uh, the the smoldering to uh, the actual full blown myeloma. It, it would have made it a little smoother. Right. But I I, I was given the a false impression, I guess, that, you know, oh, it's, you know, it's only so many percentage um, points that, that people uh, go from smoldering to uh, full blown and all this. Um, but.
0: So they wanted I, to give you hope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Sounds like it. Kevin, you live now in South Carolina, as you mentioned. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're american so if you could only do one thing to improve health care in the u.s what would it be and why
1: um i would say make health care free for everyone i would say everyone that that should be uh, a right not a privilege uh there are so many people who are living without health care and i i look at the cost of uh my cancer treatments Look at the cost of my medications, and there are so many people who who have uh, no idea how much you know these medications and treatments cost. And if they're um, lacking of employment, if they're if they're people who, who don't have enough employment uh, or who have other obligations, there's no way that they can uh, handle these bills. Right. Uh, and, and go to the doctor. And, and I know that's, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people uh, wait to the last minute because they don't have the funds to go. Yep. And then by the time that they go, it's too late. Yep. Um, I, I, would, I would say free healthcare for every citizen.
0: Okay. And Kevin, are you ready for the Thriver rapid fire questions?
1: <laughs> I'm ready, okay. I'm ready.
0: Beach, desert or mountains? Beach. Beach Boys. Always. (laughs) Beach Boys, Beatles, or Rolling Stones? Beatles. What is one word that best describes you? Calm. Before you die, what is the last song you want to hear?
1: I guess since I said Beatles, let it be.
0: (laughs) What about the last meal you want to
1: eat? Uh, Last meal I want to eat, a nice juicy steak.
0: And the last person or people you want to see?
1: last person I want to see is my family.
0: And the last words you will speak? I've given all. Kevin, what is one resource you would recommend for cancer patients and caregivers? And please tell people how they can get in touch with you.
1: I would say uh, St. Jude um, Children's Hospital. Um, They're doing wonderful work for uh, children. cancer patients. And, um, I think they're a marvelous organization.
0: How can people get in touch with you?
1: You can get in touch with me through my website. Um, that is KD Neal builds oh, I like that. KD I like
0: that. Very cool. And that's your coaching business, right? Yes, okay. it is. All right. We'll make sure that we have a link to that and, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And also, um, I'm an Air Force brat and and my oh, grandfather actually served in the Army, uh, career army and in, in the cavalry. <laughs> so I I just great. uh want to thank you so much for your service.
1: Thank you. Well, I it, it was been my pleasure to uh, be here on your show and as well as be in the military service. I served in uh, Desert you Storm did. as well. Wow. Yes.
0: Wow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Cancer Youth Thrivers podcast. If you like our podcast, give us a five-star rating and review and tell your friends about us. Subscribe on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening right now. If you want to share your cancer journey with the world and be a guest on our podcast, go to our website, cancer.university, that's cancer.university, and hit the contact button or click the contact link in the show notes. You've been listening to the Cancer Youth Thrivers podcast, real people, true stories.